Hi, and welcome to the Crypto Writer Talks podcast. These talks are organized and hosted by the members of the Crypto Writers Discord. This is part two of the Around the World Poetry Reading, hosted by Carissa, aka Astroyak. In this session, our guests join us from around the world and recite poetry in Italian, Tagalog, French, English, and Chinese. So sit back and soak in the rhythms, the rhymes, the music, the poetry of Lorenzo, Encapsuled, Sulayug, Joanne Resch, Air, Leontara, Sophia, Margaret, and Kai. Hi, and welcome to the Crypto Writers Talks podcast. My name is Carissa, and I'm also known as Astroviak on Twitter. Talks like these are organized and hosted by the members of the Crypto Writers Discord. It's a relaxed home for writers of all genres in what we call Web3, and it's a central branching off point for all the opportunities that this new landscape for literature offers. It's about supporting writers to write while actively exploring the edges of what comes next. In this episode, we will continue the Around the World Poetry Reading series, which was first hosted by Ana Maria Caballero in October 2021. Today, we will be highlighting four languages alongside English, Italian, Tagalog, French, and Chinese. Thank you for joining us. This time, we are joined by Kai, the initiator of CryptoPoetry.io and the Crypto Poetry community. Kai codes in Node.js, Solidity, and is fluent in Chinese, Russian, Spanish, and English. So hello, Kai. We are lucky to have you here. What can you tell us about yourself and the Crypto Poetry Initiative? Well, thanks for the wonderful introduction. Um, yeah, I, I, I like languages. Um, I like to communicate, and I kind of see coding as a way to communicate with the machines, you know, and and our life has a lot of machines in it. We've got social media, we've got the internet, um, and, we, and we've got people. And so I kind of like communicating with it all and kind of um, interacting with it all. Um, so, yes, I, 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 I like to code and I do some technical things. But I think where my real passion is, is kind of in the arts, um, Kind of in the humanities and what uh, what what life is all about feeling and and stories. Um, so I, I got into NFTs. Uh, I wrote a few poems, put them to images, and in that process, I was kind of looking at what made poetry successful, what made poetry sell, and I kind of saw that community <clears throat> and having people that are interested in the poetry and interested in communicating and. Uh, interacting with each other. That's what makes poetry and NFT successful. Um, so I figured I, I would try to start a community of poets. Um, as I was looking through the poetry NFTs, I didn't really find any one go-to hub for poetry, any one place where you could see, oh, these are the NFTs on sale. These are the poets in the space. Um, this is what's happening. And so I thought, hey, I'd like something like that. And so Crypto po Poetry was born. And um, the philosophy and vision of Crypto Poetry is that we're very open and we like having new people come in. 
We like having everyone just come and share your work. It's an uncurated space. Um, it's kind of just a space for anyone to get together, to come, share poetry, share news, share what's going on in the space, share your work, bounce ideas off each other, work together, uh, make social media storms together. And at the end of the day, I think we'll all benefit from this. We'll all help each other. Uh, promote our NFTs, sell our NFTs, get noticed in the space and help build the new uh, poetry world together. And that's really what crypto poetry is all about. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that, you know, we, we are in the space and I've met so many people from the community and we've all gotten together here to share our poetry today. Um, and it's my honor to begin introducing our poets uh, and speakers from all around the world who are going to share their poetry with us today. Um, and so uh, first up on the list, we've got Lorenzo. Lorenzo, he writes in Italian and English. He was born in 1983, just like the internet. His life was kind of Kafkaesque from the very beginning. He started writing poetry at the age of 10 against his father's will. And between the ages of 14 and 25, he'd been writing quite a few poems and collections, but decided to publish only a small percentage of his production. After many attempts, he was not able to find an occupation in the field of literature. Uh, and he moved to Prague in 2015, where he's currently living and working as an information security officer for a German company. Lorenzo sees crypto poetry as a new opportunity to connect with other poets around the world, as well as an incentive to write new things. So, Lorenzo, welcome to the space, and uh, I'm handing it off all to you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kai. Hello, everybody. So, yeah, I'm really honored to be here, and uh, I would like to thank again uh, all the nice people who invested their time into organizing this special event. I'm not very used to read and speak in public, but I think it's a good exercise. So, I also recently recovered from COVID, so I hope my voice uh, will not sound too too horrible. Um Tonight, I'm going to read a couple of poems in Italian. It's my native language. And uh, the first and most recent one is called Quantum Poem, Poema Quantico in Italian. And uh, it's a part of a project I, I realized with a visual artist from Kazakhstan, who is my friend. Uh, it's also available as an, MF, an uh, NFT in, in OpenSea. And the poem was inspired by a very strange evening when I was coming back home by tram. But the tram that was supposed to take me in one direction uh, took a completely different one. And even the number of the tram changed. This is something that happens sometimes in Prague. Uh, it was raining outside and I found myself into, into the unknown. And it, I somehow realized that my body went in two different directions at the same time. So here it is. Dal finestrino in corsa vedo gocce d'acqua radensate, scomposte, in forze sovrapposte. 
un ciclico risucchio intrecciato a particelle danzanti che mutano in lettere fra le scosse elettriche dei cavi sospesi in scintille nell'attrito metallico velocità che scorre a onde lampeggiano meteore in un preciso istante tutto parte da una vibrazione legame teso fra due cose bulbo capelluto ricoperto in fasce di luce attimi brevi come lampi energia vomitata dalla profondità fiore numerico strappato dal basso fluida ricomposizione d'organo smantellato inghiottito rimasticato risucchiato in filamenti su superfici digitalizzate nell'orizzonte di un turbine elettromagnetico molecole chimiche suonano musica e colori e frequenze d'elettroni collassano in foglie d'oro nella catastrofe degli ultravioletti fotosintesi fotoelettriche nel campo di battaglia della realtà nel campo delle possibilità nell'azione spettrale l'ombra di un profumo candele gialle d'estate brillava d'acqua l'asfalto dal finestrino dvazet chest e non sapevo che in quel momento lo stesso era anche altro come da un brusco risveglio mutato il numero mi ritrovai in un luogo sconosciuto fuori dallo spazio e dal tempo 26 dove sei sono tre perché Laconico e beffardo il sorriso e lo sguardo dell'autista che sa, ma non dice. Dal finestrino in corsa, a colori e frequenze invertite, la comunicazione irradia di suoni, odori, figure, mai prima viste o sentite. L'orologio segna le ore, ricordi affiorano come lettere. Faccio prove di un tempo messo lì a guardare, nascondere nella luce accecante di una lampada sul lungo fiume bagnato di una notte quantica fumo di sigaretta a doppia elica sul marciapiede sotto la pioggia studio psicologia e tu? so that's that's the first uh, poem it was uh, <coughs> It was uh, born as a triptych, so there are three different pieces uh, uh, as an NFT. The second one, and I will be short because I'm afraid that I will be over, it's without a title and it's a musical suggestion uh, from a romantic moment. Come un cavallo lanciato in corsa leggera per le strade sulla bassa marea a fuggire lo sguardo delineato dai turisti, sulla linea fuor d'acqua riverberando luce verticalmente, obliqua, nel prisma di esagoni sfalsatamente rispecchiati, nel suono infinito scrosciante di una fragranza verde amara, scricchiolando fra le dita dei piedi nell'oro desertico di questo tratto tracciato di frammenti accostati a temporanee illusioni rimescolare pensieri vecchio nuovi dentro e fuori la vita in corsa lontano abbandonarsi come luce incastonata a cerchi concentrici 
sopra l'azzurro castano trasparente diluito al fondo nero delle tue pupille fra tutte le dissoluzioni la più bella sei tu in quel sorriso bianco come un fiore che si muove oscillando goccia mattutina sull'erba come sei bella come sei tu come il miraggio che prende posto ad un incubo desiderio di te nei tratti arrugginiti dalla pioggia parlando uno ad uno ai capillari dei tuoi occhi dicendo loro che di te fanno l'opera nelle screpulature che non si possono più restaurare dico a me prosegui prosegui e non arrestare l'impulso alla tentazione del vuoto della spirale that's it uh, thank you for, for listening and I'm now looking forward to hear all the other interesting poets thank you that was wonderful thank you Lorenzo I, I just want to say I, I love the sound of Italian uh, it's so smooth and I'd have to say, uh, if I visualize different languages, how the sounds look and shapes, I think Italian would be very circular. It's very, it's very smooth. I, I love it. Thank you. Thank you very much for the compliment. <laughs> yeah, I also want to say thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel like I'm lingering in a kind of liminal space. Um, very relaxing. I love the melody of the first one and the rhyme. Um, and the second one, I just kept getting a visualization of a spring of water, like a crystal clear spring of water. So it was very beautiful to listen to. Thank you for sharing. Um, next up, we have Encapsuled. Encapsuled writes in Italian and English. Encapsuled likes to play with words. His writing is rooted in simplicity to express ideas in the simplest way possible. Encapsuled, welcome up to speak. Thank you, Carissa. Thank you very much. Um, hopefully you can hear me fine. Um, and so tonight, um, I'm gonna read in Italian for the first time on Spaces. Um, it's my native language. I picked a couple of poems that I wrote um, a few years ago. They're part of a collection that, that I have out under my real name, so I'm not going to be revealing that. Um, it's going to be a short one and then a long one, which is much against what I normally do in NFTs, so it felt like it would be interesting. And so the first one is about writing um, and about love. It's called Volevo scrivere una storia. Volevo scrivere una storia che non parlasse di te. Non ci riesco. Tutto quello che scrivo parla di te. L'ho detto così tante volte che ho paura a perdere il significato. Me lo sono ripetuto ogni giorno, ogni notte. Ovunque guardo, vedo blu. Vorrei solo che tu sia felice. Però se potessi esprimere un desiderio, uno piccolo, uno solo, se potessi esprimere un desiderio, vorrei che tu fossi felice con me. And yeah, it was a, it was a different time of my life and I was pretty obsessed about what was going on around me. Um, I was writing a lot of sad poems. Um, and the next one is also kind of about writing uh, and about how writing is like playing chess. Um, I've been playing chess since I was a kid. It's uh, another passion of mine. And so here is scrivere e come giocare a scacchi. 
Strade e vite altrimenti impossibili insegnano a fronteggiare ogni situazione e posizione dei pezzi sulla scacchiera. Qualche mossa avanti per poi tornare indietro o andare fino in fondo verso la sconfitta per iniziare una nuova partita o un nuovo racconto, nella speranza che il finale sia diverso. Strade e vite altrimenti impossibili. Giocando a scacchi e scrivendo racconti sono decine, centinaia, migliaia. E anche se decine, centinaia, migliaia non vanno come avrei voluto, ce n'è almeno una in cui vinco, in cui sono felice. Dopo aver giocato decine, centinaia, migliaia di partite, dopo aver scritto decine, centinaia, migliaia di racconti, è troppo tardi per scegliere quella giusta. Quella combinazione che avrebbe permesso di vincere, di essere felice. Assorto a giocare decine, centinaia, migliaia di partite, a scrivere decine, centinaia, migliaia di racconti. L'attimo in cui avrei potuto fare quella mossa, l'attimo in cui avrei potuto scrivere quella frase, per vincere, per essere felice, è passato. E così ricomincio un'altra partita, un altro racconto, sperando che tra decine, centinaia, migliaia di finali, ce ne sia un altro in cui vinco, in cui sono felice, e non sia troppo tardi. So yeah, um, this one uh, was really dear to me because uh, I managed to tag along two passions of me, which are about writing and playing chess. And I hope that this short Italian reading was not too bad for your ears. No, it was exactly the opposite of too bad for our ears. Thank you so much. Um, so my reflection on your first poem, it felt like instantly I got like zoomed into this kind of dark hallway where there's a private conversation like you or the, the speakers having some one-on-one. -on -one, um, yeah, it's more like emotional and serious and crucial. That was kind of the vibes I was getting with that one. And the second one was really fun to listen to. Um, definitely playful. Like linguistically, I, I could, like internal rhymes, I think were going on. It was just like, When you were um, sharing that one, I was getting the visualization of like a jigsaw puzzle and the words are kind of like these puzzle pieces that you're rotating around and trying to get to fit within each other. So those were my impressions. Um, what about you, Kai? Yeah, I, I loved how, you know, um, you drew from your personal life experiences into your poetry. And I think that's always powerful. Um, And I know you're also a coder. Uh, we've been talking about coding a little bit and Encapsuled has been making a marketplace um, to sell poetry, his own marketplace to sell poetry. Um, and he's been gracious enough to kind of share his code with me so I can look at that because I'm also kind of interested in that kind of stuff. So, you know, Encapsuled, I really appreciate you. You're, you're a generous man. Um, and thank you for all that you do uh, in the community here. Um, so <clears throat> next up we have Diwa and Diwa writes in Tagalog in English. She writes as Su Layang. Most of what she writes these days is poetry inspired by AI imagery she co-creates. Some of them are minted as NFTs. She's just recently come out of her many years of hiatus as a writer, but in previous years, Her Twitter poems have been read on national public radio during Poetry Month for three years in a row. Her traditional poems have been published in different anthologies, and her creative nonfiction pieces have won awards in both the Philippines and the U.S. 
She writes in English, but she is also a translator in Tagalog in the Filipino language. And she will now read her first poem in English and then in Tagalog. Welcome, Diwa. Thank you so much. Uh, I was going to say a joke, but then that might really come down flat. So never mind. <clears throat> I'm going to read um, a very short poem. And in fact, this is the first poem that I have minted as an NFT on, how do you pronounce it, Kai? Is it Zhang? Is, you know, the, the, the platform for text, uh, I believe it's Z-A-N-G. And this is thanks to um, Samuel. He helped me with this because I'm not a coder. So basically what happened was in February, uh, I was looking at this Twitter spaces and then I came across this group of really helpful guys and uh, women, some of them were women, so, but in general, they're guys, we call, which I, I guess we call them guys. And they were talking about AI NFTs. And I said, how do you make AI NFTs? And I jumped into space and I asked them, how do you do this? And, you know, what they did being the very inclusive people that they are, and they're very wise. They said, you know what, instead of telling you how you make an AI NFT, let me, let us show you how we make it. And so they asked me to put in a phrase that, uh, from the top of my head, and they created different AI imagery out of that one phrase. And that's how I became, I became enamored with AI NFTs and AI poetry, because when I made my, my, my uh, very first uh, AI imagery, it just struck me, wow, this looked like crack earth. And out of this came flowers. And at that time in February, the Ukraine-Russia crisis was just starting. And that's how I was feeling that, feeling that, um, you know, a lot of um, death and destruction is going to come out of it. At the same time, you know, it was just going to, I don't know, like probably in March, it's going to be, uh, and I'm from a Christian background. I was born and raised well, not born and raised, was baptized and raised as a Catholic in a Catholic school. So every time the um, Lenten season comes about, it's the, you know, the resurrection is the, you know, it's one of the best time times of the year because it's spring. It also coincides with spring. So this is that, that poem. I'm going to read it because it's short and also because it's easy to translate to Tagalog because it's short. So here it is. I'm sure you people have uh, said, seen it already and read, and read it. Let me do this. In May, the cracked earth broke into slabs, not knowing that the powdered bones it held from last winter's bombing have mingled with the seeds of last summer's blooms, insisting on the rites of resurrection. And now in Tagalog. Nitong Mayo, nagpira-piraso ang nabiyak na lupa nang hindi na malayang ang mga durog na buto na sinalulito mula sa mga pagsabog noong Pebrero ay nagsipaghalo sa mga buto ng mga namulaklak noong nakaraang taong tag-init. Isang pagpupumilit sa mga ritual ng muling pagkabuhay. And let me uh, give you a little bit of my um, 
process when I translate. Well, I translate other people's poetry. I used to have a blog that does that. But because I'm also a writer, so sometimes I translate my own poetry. And this is the thing that I find about translating something that has a very specific um, seasonal quality to it, like uh, the seasons. And then it's not, those seasons are not present in my country. So basically uh, the Northern hemisphere has, or Southern too, but they have um, summer, summer, fall, winter, and spring. But the Philippines is a tropical country, so it's warm all around. So how do you translate that? And that was the challenge to me. So what I did was I just kind of, I, I don't have a translation for uh, winter. So I just, uh, let me see, uh, I just talked about it as, um, actually, it didn't say anything about a winter. It, talk, it talked about months. Like in May, you know that it is right after uh, the resurrection. So it's, it's the blooming of the flowers. And then in February, that is relating to the uh, winter season, and then when you say namulaklak noong nakaraang taong kaginit, you're talking about last summer, but you're not saying summer because there is no summer. And the other thing that I found beautiful, not in my work, but in the language itself, was the word is the word for bones. It's the same word for seeds. So I said it twice and made the connection. It made the connection for me that the bones of someone who died can also be the seeds for a new beginning or a new um, spring or a new growth. So there, there is my process. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, that was great. I, I loved how you read those poems. It really packed a punch for me. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I got nervous. <laughs> No, yeah, it was great. Um, it, uh, the Filipino language, to me, it sounds very robust. Um, so I know the poem you're talking about. Um, I bought it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's really cool what you're doing, experimenting with AI imagery. Um, I am a big fan of the Zhang platform. And then personally, I have Ukrainian heritage. So it just feels like, oh, I feel really lucky we came across and we've started to become friends. And yeah, thank you for sharing your poem, your process and your experience with us. It's um, really valuable. Thank you so much. And thank you for buying my poetry. <laughs> my first one, my NFT, I mean. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. I made sure I made sure to buy two so that um, I can, yeah, you know. So I, you can resell it. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ever. I don't know where it's going to go. That's not really my purpose in it. But, you know, we don't know what possibilities there are. But thank you so much. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. My pleasure. All right. Next up, we have Joanne. Joanne Rush writes in English. She is a novelist and an award-winning short story writer with a PhD in Renaissance art and literature. She stumbled into the Web3 scene last year when she published a story in the Tickle magazine and instantly fell in love with the Tezos community. 
Alongside writing her third novel, she is now the literary editor of The Tickle, and she's also working on several poetry collaborations with crypto artists, which hopefully will be ready to mint next month. Um, thank you, Joanne. Thank you so much for the introduction. Today, I'm going to read four very short poems I wrote this year, which explore the experience of being a woman from different angles and through different voices. I wrote the first one when I was newly single. I was listening to an interview with the spoken word poet, Sarah Kay, who described how her, poet, how her parents used to put small poems in her school lunchbox for her to read. And that just crystallized a lot of things I was thinking and feeling. So this is called Approaching 40. I know it is unlikely I will ever have a daughter. Time is against me. Yet if I do, she will find poems in her lunchbox as well as fruit. I'll sew haikus in her gym kit where the name tags ought to go. Sonnets in her socks, odes inside her coat. There will be ballads baked in all her birthday cakes. I would so love to have a stanza-dwelling daughter, a pentametric child, with secret rhymes and syllables, perhaps a little wild, but that's not something I can do because I broke up with you. I think all women have to navigate metaphors like the biological clock with its implication of a schedule to meet. And societal milestones can seem like judgments if we don't yet have the child, the house, the relationship, the sensible shoes that don't hurt our feet. My second poem is about missing these milestones. It's called Heart Take. Reflection in a train window, growing slowly older turning to woman, but still aching like girl. Silver hairs weave through the blonde, but she is not woven through with wisdom yet. A sucker still for men with flaking intentions. She knows their lines by now, but falls for them anyway. Experience cannot save the heart. That's the joke of age. Greenwood shrieks and blisters in the fire. Oldwood flares up quickly. This again, this ache, this crack, this fierce knowing that it's wrong, 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 but not caring. This feeling, how do we survive it over and over? Why is the heart so strong? Up it gets, scarred and burnt, knowing it's going to hurt, but doing it anyway opening anyway, loving anyway. In a lot of my writing, I find myself questioning the cliches about what we're meant to be and do. My next poem is a slightly more lighthearted exploration of that. I wanted to see if I could tell a personal story by using as many stock phrases as possible. This is called On. On an app to find a man, on a lonely whim in a web-based world, on her own outside the restaurant, on a first date that hasn't yet begun, on a table for two laughing at his jokes, on a high after cherry-flavoured cocktails, on edge hoping he'll text or WhatsApp or whatever, 
on cloud nine when he does, on a second date, on a third, on a roll, on fire, on an anniversary treasure hunt, on a skiing holiday in the Alps, on thin ice with a hot instructor, on the warpath, him, not her, on the verge of leaving, him again, on the rocks, on a break, on her knees asking forgiveness, on the understanding it never happens again. And my last poem today is actually one I wrote 15 years ago and reworked last week. It moves through Greek mythology and the Bible to the present moment, so it felt like the right one to end on. The title is Women. Listen to my words. I am Helen. I am Ruth. I, who burnt the ships of Agamemnon, gasp the scattered chaff, kiss a stranger's dusty feet. I am Rachel, weeping for her children. I am childless and an orphan. Listen, turn your face to me. I'm a witch and I'm a ghoul. Seared by too much light, my prophecies run down my hands and softly fall. Where girls shoot upward from the ground, daughters strive and nieces dare, and at last the curtains tear. Applause is not mandatory. Thank you so much for listening. I'm yet to mint for the first time, but as Carissa said at the beginning, I'm working on three NFT collaborations with artists. Uh, one with Andre da Costa of Inky Beasts fame, another with the beautiful photographer No Faith Left, and a third with some NFT curious artists from Bath Spa University in England, all of which will hopefully be released in April. It's such a pleasure to be in this space with so many amazing crypto poets. So thank you again. Thanks, Joanne. Um, that was wonderful. Um, your, your first poem was really fun to visualize, just like poetry in food. I was getting, um, yeah, that, that was just really fun. Um, and Heart Take, uh, great title. Um, the line that stood out to me uh, was the line about green wood and old wood. And yeah, overall, it's just really complex and interesting. Um, on was really fun with the enthusiasm there. And um, it, yeah, I feel like it's really special that you shared um, the woman poem, one that was a bit older. Um, I'm a big fan of collaborating with artists because that is not my skill set at the moment. Um, and I also really like how you're collaborating with a crypto curious artist. Um, and I like to encourage curiosity. So yeah, it was nice to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. I love like kind of how personal you put your your feelings into the poems. That must have been vulnerable and um i um i i i i i love the one about the dating you know is the dating from the the other perspective and and i think that's what i love about poetry is um it lets you see things from other people's and other experiences uh other perspectives and that was great um so now we have air air writes in English and French, Air is an artist living in France. Air has a narrow relationship with poetry 
digital art, and astronomy. A few of Ayer's poems have been published in a poetic French journal. Ayer's first collection was Astro Poems, melting space pictures as that they took themselves from remote telescopes and poetry. Ayer is currently using technology as support and subject of a new poetic collection. Ayer will read English poems they wrote about the relationship between new technology and French poems illustrating their astro poem work. And now, Ayer. Hi, uh, thank you, Kai, for the introduction. And uh, thanks, uh, Carissa, for your careful organization of this uh, Around the World podcast tonight. And I'd like to thank um, Uncapsuled, too, for um, his uh, very inspiring uh, work and uh, his uh, early support to my creation. Thank you, Uncapsuled. And thank you for the, the podcast. Um, I'd like to begin my reading with um, a poem I wrote in English about uh, new technology. Uh, it might be part of a new NFT collection called uh, Short Circuit. Post Nation. The world is an old-fashioned way of living, bruised by the screen, cracked by the spleen, stuck in the middle of our virtual life. Post-nation, immersion, post-nation. The world is an old-fashioned way of hurting. No need to feel likes are unreal, and we never knock on our private back door. Post-nation, deception, post-nation. The world is an old-fashioned way of hearing. Turn off the noise, it's time to pause and never listen again the cries of the ancient songs. Post-nation, vibration, post-nation. The world is an old-fashioned way of dreaming, brain to brain. Don't miss the train of the latest streaming. We are already sleeping. Post-nation, perception, post-nation. The world is an old-fashioned way of dying. Shut in a cage, new middle age, right hand on the candle to swear on the last light. Post-nation, extinction, post-nation. Um, let's go to my French poetic world. It will be a, a short space travel. Um, I wrote uh, this one when we were stuck at home because of COVID-19. I was uh, looking at the stars by the window and it was the beginning of a long journey. And it's in French. Face étoilée. La nuit tombée, je n'ai accès qu'à un champ limité de la voie lactée. Et pourtant, dans mon coin de jardin, je peux, en visant bien, observer M81. Me voilà à m'échapper à 12 millions d'années lumière de mes volets. D'un seul coup d'œil s'élargit par-delà la galaxie, l'horizon autorisé, la grande ours et ses contrées. And to finish, um, another astro poem I wrote after um, a picture I took from a, a remote telescope. 
it was a picture of uh, Tarantula Nebula, and I did an NFT after that. And um, the name is, um, the title is Tarantule. Reine de la toile de l'espace-temps, d'étoile en étoile, elle s'étend. Vénéneuse en particules, elle impressionne la pellicule. Lumineuse noctambule, la nébuleuse tarentule. Well, that's it for me. Thanks for listening and uh, thanks for this uh, wonderful journey we are doing around the world uh, tonight together. Thank you very much. Uh, that was wonderful. Thanks for sharing. Um, I personally love the universe and the galaxies as, as well. It's, there's something mystical about the images and definitely a lot to express there. That was well done. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yeah, well done. Thank you for sharing um, your first one, your first poem. Um, kept on going back to the phrase old fashioned and um, I was getting the visualization of the world being in like this music box that we wind up and play. So that's what was going on for me. Um, and yeah, thank you for sharing your poems in French as well. French is a familiar language to me because in Canada, it's our national language, one of the two national languages, French and English. Um, it's been around me. I can't speak it very well, un peu, <laughs> like just a bit. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to hear and I'm, I'm it's really interesting to see the creativity that comes out of the mess that was 2020. And I look forward to seeing more of your astrophotography. So thank you. Next up, we have Leantara. Leantara writes in English and French. Leantara is a Senegalese French multidisciplinary artist into poetry, writing, painting, illustration, and light language, an NFT enthusiast working on some cool stuff soon to be minted, a personal growth and ancestry healing expert and mental health advocate, the creator of Inner Dialogue and Way Method, and the cosmic mama to Eve. The hashtags Leantara lives by are policy of truth, meditation every damn day, shadow work, I don't have to choose, and I create because I have to. Um, it's been nice chatting with you, Leantara, leading up to this, and I welcome you to speak now. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, I hope you can all hear me well. Um, first of all, thank you for organizing this. It's just amazing to be in that space. It's, uh, it really sounds like family. Um, and uh, just wanted to share quickly about my process. I, I really channel whatever I, I write about. And, um, and to me, words uh, cast spells. That's what words are for me, to me. So I'm going to read um, three or four poems, depending uh, if I have the time. Um, and I don't have to choose. So it's really about eclectism, I, I mean. And so the first one I'm going to share is called Mother of War. And it was inspired by, you know, what's happening in Ukraine. And to me, at the end of the day, it's just um, whatever is happening there is just uh, also us feeling... Um, emotions and uh, maybe the war is just uh, um, the consequences the consequence of those emotions so 
I'm going to start now. Arguing with reality is the mother of jealousy. Jealousy is the mother of lack. Lack is the mother of envy. Envy is the mother of unworthiness. Unworthiness is the mother of desperation. Desperation is the mother of pain. Pain is the mother of anger. Anger is the mother of aggression. Aggression is the mother of war. Q-E-D, mother of war. So that, uh, that was the first one. Um, the second one I would like to share um, is about uh, NFTs and blockchain and Ethereum, actually, and it's called Ethereum Mania. So, I'm not one NFT lost in the Ethereum. I am the Ethereum. I am my wallet. I am a state and I am the flow. I am a one with the Ethereum. I am the other. I am a spectral dilation. I am a royalty. I am one NFT in the Ethereum. I may be cold, but I'm fungible. I may be solid, but I am the cloud. I am a mirror and a reflection. Sometimes I am the mempool, sometimes I am the shame. I am. I am, I am one NFT with my own exquisite minty flavor. One NFT with my own outrageous gray density. One NFT with my own shape-shifting membrane always transforming. And if this membrane called composability breaks down, well, I am not an NFT lost in the Ethereum anymore. I am the Ethereum. I am Ethereum mania. No fucking thanks, Metaverse. Um, so I'm going now for a French one, and it's called Amouvache, with, uh, which means basically tough love. Uh, and it's translated literally by cow love. So I'm starting now. Tu ne veux pas entendre séparation. Tu es jalouse, rejet. Tu veux emmerder tout le monde, abandon. Tu ne respectes pas, digestion. Tu ne veux pas voir la lumière, porte fermée. Tu as peur des conséquences, des perditions. Tu nous manipules, revanche. Tu détournes la magie, malédiction. Tu veux passer pour la gentille, extinction. Tu ne veux pas guérir, perdre son temps. Tu ne veux pas lâcher, annihilation. Tu prends ça pour un jeu, effondrement. Tu ne t'aimes pas, ruine. Tu ne veux pas ressentir, dissolution. Tu veux tout détruire, recommencement. Amour vache, me. So, um, that was it for tonight. Uh, I think I... <laughs> I just like uh, used all of my time. I have a last one, but it would be for next session. Thank you so much for having me.
yeah thank you for sharing um those are also beautiful the first one you know uh, mother of war which you have a video component to as well um it's fractal i love it like i'm a big fan of channel poetry i have i have done some of that myself um in combination with astrological symbolism and we we should talk more about that um i also yeah i kind of like how the three um the three poems flowed because the second one about ethereum it felt like the melding of you know organic humanity and technology and it doesn't have to be a violent or oppressive it can be um supportive um and that was the vibe i was getting from your second one and then your last one um french is a beautiful language and the way you speak it 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 sounds like a pearl i know that's kind of weird to say but that's like your voice was so silky but not like delicate it was silky and strong at the same time so sounded like a pro to me thank you so much wow thank you yeah that was wonderful um the first one mother of war made me feel something as i was thinking about the emotions um uh you know i've had a lot of pain in my life and i'm sure you know pain isn't a really unfamiliar emotion to people and and uh, I, I'm, I'm the doorman bouncer at a bar now. And uh, sometimes I go there and people are getting drunk and, you know, their, their thoughts and emotions really come out. And it's really an interesting job because there are some deep conversations with people I wouldn't have expected before. Um, and I can kind of, you know, feel kind of emotions on a on another level sometimes, especially when I try to get uh, drunk people to behave sometimes, it's, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, your, your poem really reminded me of that. Um, so thank you. Uh, now we have Sophia or Words to be Poetry. Uh, she writes in English and French. She describes herself as just a woman in love with writing and music. Words to be Poetry is our ongoing NFT project. It explores what sparks of life makes words feel through perfectly imperfect creations. Her project combines poetry and musical, musical chronicles written as poetic, long and short stories in English and French with photography. Sophia, you have the floor. Hi, everyone. Well, first of all, thank you very much for uh, having me. It's uh, my first uh, poetry reading ever. So I actually never read those pieces out loud to anybody. So I'm kind of scared. Um, so here we go. I'm going to start with um, the first poem is in French. It's called Une Photographie. I wrote it uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, late uh, January. I just fell... Um, on the floor and there was a, a photograph uh, of mine that I took uh, a few years ago and uh, it remembered me uh, what happened that day and uh, I wrote a few words about it. So here we go. Une photographie est tout semue, menace de couler, s'écrouler sous le vent glacial du souvenir de ses syllabes. Saignement d'un seul impact, un ton, un son, une allusion. Répète et répète, glisse sous l'étrangeté du moment, sous la force du rayonnement de l'inconnu, puis s'accroche à la rétine. 
tentant en vain de graver son venin sur l'ADN. So this one is not uh, part of any collection yet. Uh, maybe it will one day. I don't know. Uh, my writing in French is uh, slower than my writing in English. It comes less naturally for me. Uh, but French is my mother tongue. Uh, it's just because uh, it feels like I'm unveiling more of myself in French. So it's harder for me to write in French, actually. Uh, the second one I would like to read uh, is the latest poem I uh, minted as an NFT. Um, I was I didn't plan on minting it, but I uh, was part of a marketplace that f focuses on books, and uh, and I thought that would be cool to get on board and test it. So, so it's called Puff. It's actually a, a one piece, but it can be seen in three piece pieces. So. Um, I'm gonna read it and you may you you see it as you want. There's no better way to escape this maze. Fly up above. There's no goodbyes for lost ones, only goodbyes for sorrow. All that's left is another day until water comes on fire. Feeding the noise, breeding the seeds, eludes the light on that fire and the last piece I wanted to read tonight it's called uh, Sultry Maze it was written uh, last summer actually I was uh, just having a drink in front of the sun sunset and uh, there was a storm coming a big massive storm Um, that came and floated above my head and then it turned into a beautiful red sunset and it was really a magical moment because we don't often see those kind of a, of a nature's act. Uh, it was really impressive. So uh, I'm soon gonna mint the picture that I took uh, of that moment. So I hope... Uh, You like it, and uh, the poem itself is part of my first collection. So here we go. Darkness up above, embracing nature's bright lights, birthing hair of hope, relieving the veil of our walls. Looks like it's been found, matches to the dying flame. There's a halo where mold lived. Are we still looking for a remedy? Lie on me, for souls have spoken. Lie on me, for harmers have died. Untouchable madness gets far, for it has unveiled bliss. Energy comes true, exchanging unexplainable sensations. Mother nature with us, whispering spunk to get us out of this sultry maze. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, I was really spent a, a nice evening listening to all of your poetry. So that was really, really cool. Thank you. Mm, thanks for sharing. I enjoyed that. Um, and I, I enjoy your abstract visuals that accompany your poems. Uh, I, I had uh, been looking at some of your collections because your 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 profile picture is very intriguing. It's it's kind of abstract. There's some dots. I don't really know what it means. So I say, oh, like, oh, I'd like to see more. And 
Uh, yeah, I really like the abstractness and the abstract uh, visuals in your poems. Thank you very much, Kai. It's really touching to hear that. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I'm also a fan of abstract visuals, and it's been fun getting... It's been crazy having to DM everybody, um, but it's also been fun because it lets me do some uh, research on what everybody's minting, and I encourage everybody um, to visit Words to Be Poetry um, to see what she's got going on. What I really love about your poems and the whole idea of it in general is that concept of perfectly imperfect creations and um yeah that's just i feel like that's really important to share with everyone um so yeah thank you for sharing all right thanks very much thank you yeah yeah for sure um margaret margaret corvid lorepunk.eth writes in english she is a poet as well as a lore writer and strategist. She has worked with collections including Forgotten Runes, Nouns Dao, The Soulaverse, and VR Future NFT. Her Genesis collection on known origin is coming soon. So Margaret, thank you for patiently waiting and we welcome you in to speak. Thank you so much, uh, Astroviac, and, and just Mad props to crypto writers and Kaylin in the audience, who is really the the champion of crypto writers and the, and the leader of it. Um, you've done so much in the space, and and thank you for organizing tonight. Uh, I'm going to read two poems, um, and a little favor if you can go to my pinned tweet. Um, if you have a look there, I've got a book made of dead tree, a physical book that's not an NFT out called Singing in the Dark Times with uh, Patrician Press. And I and my publisher would be delighted if you could have a look. So I'm going to read two poems. Um, and the first one is about the war in Ukraine. Um, and I wrote this on Ash Wednesday, uh, which is just a very, very heavy, very significant and symbolistic day in the Christian religions all over the world. So, excuse me. Sorry, I've been drinking sparkling water. But anyway, so this is the first poem. And this is uh, three sonnets, end on end. A sonnet is a formal poetry form that rhymes, has meter, uh, that has been around for hundreds of years. So, here we are. What is the ash I mark? upon the head of sinners, plaster, dirty snow, and smoke of mortars, isotopes remembered dead, and antique prayers, resolve that never broke the sweat born under every carried cross, days waiting at the border, floods of tears and angry thugs, go back, they shout, go toss your life away. The built-up grime of years and drops of oil. The joy about the Lamb of God is that his fleece is clean and bright and new. His blood stains everybody's hands and washes them. A sleepless, trembling night awaiting word of rescue. It is we who are the ash. Uncanny place to be in petrol queue, the flicker of the phone. 
the search for shelter. Mary giving birth, so out of season. Flimsy sheet, alone and underground. The very blackened earth breeds sunflowers and promises of wheat and programmers and builders holding guns and cats and children. There is no defeat when love still animates. Nobody won a war without complicity and ire and cynicism. But the Lord does rise each spring. The telly throwing words of fire denies him. But he rose before our eyes and left the sojourn in the furthest east and meditate. In time he was released, imperfect savior of a fallen realm like Moses, who in rage did strike the rock to give his people water. Flashing helm with mounted camera, all the fevered talk of war and history and mother tongue disintegrates the crosses on our brows and steals away our grace. No bell is rung for liquid natural gas. No faith allows for cowardice, but I tremble in fear as tanks gouging a thousand martyrs' graves know not that which they do. O oh, Father, hear my prayer, a drop of blood and ash to save a sacrifice of rare and mighty worth before we all are buried in the earth. Thank you. And uh, I will do one more poem. And, and this one is uh, very close to home because my brother was sadly found dead in February. And it struck me dumb for a while but when I had the ability a few weeks later to write a poem about it, it helped a little bit. And so I'm going to share that poem with you. And it's called Angel. <clears throat> I found the wings of an angel in Asda, tagged by the lady marking down the meat. The bargain hunters, wrapped against the out-of-season hurricane, were there looking for bits of supper. But the wings were up high, placed on end, presiding. Reader, I bought them, and when my cousin called, asking me to sing to him about my new dead brother, that his passing was peaceful when it was not, that I'm okay when I'm not. I could not sing because my mouth was full of angel wing, which I had roasted on my hearth with wood I had seasoned in shelters made of pallets pulled from fly tips. However, while I cooked the messenger of hope, I sang to the Almighty with one throat. Magnified and sanctified is the great name of God throughout the world. And with the other throat, I sang into the smoke a letter to my brother. It said, welcome home. Thank you very much. Um, it's an honor to be here tonight at this reading of voices from around the world and such beautiful and accomplished work. Again, please do take a look at my book, Singing in the Dark Times. It's got lots more rhyming poetry, lots more sonnets, lots more magic and stories. 
Um, and I look forward to seeing all of you as time goes forward. Thank you so much, Margaret. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to share this work. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to I want to share with you how your poetry made me feel. Um, Dila, I have a question for you. How is my audio coming through? It's really clear. Uh, I was, and it's really good that I, but uh, with lore, it was a little bit choppy, but because it was a lot about Christianity, I could get from context what she was saying. But unfortunately, the second one with the angel and her brother being dead, it was not as clear to me because it's more of a personal uh, lore, like lore. <laughs> so that's how it's coming through. Okay, sure. Yeah, I I was getting a, a little bit of um, audio turbulence, I guess. I wasn't sure if that was me or not. I did. I, I got, I got the spirit of what you were, sh what you were sharing. Um, and I just, I can't imagine what you're going through. I, I'm just getting to know you. Um, and I've seen your name and your profile picture all over Twitter. Um, so it's really nice to meet. And um, so this is not the same, but what happened with Ukraine brought up some complex grief for me as well. So I, um, I really think it's important to, um, yeah, to look at that. And for me, it was actually really personally motivating and it's what inspired creating this um, multilingual podcast in general. But anyways, enough about me. What I love about your poetry and how you read it is it's so matter of fact. And I love that about your voice. Uh, I can tell that you're a lore writer. It feels, um, yeah, like fantasy, like I'm opening this old magical book. Um, it's yeah it's great to listen to and um i'm getting the impression that you're one of the trailblazers in this space of course um i see that with callan and you know like everybody too there's way too many to list but i just wanted to reflect that back at you i see you being a trailblazer as well um all right so now um kai kai please feel free to introduce yourself and share your poetry all right. Thank you, Carissa. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, um, I am currently on a boat in California. Um, how I got here is rather a mystery, even to me. <laughs> I think uh, I kind of like doing new things in life and going here, going there, exploring new things, learning new things. Um, and uh, I think it kind of feeds the spirit of of reflection for me to kind of wonder about what, what life is all about, what stories are all about, um, what, what kind of we feel and what paths people take and what paths I could take and kind of um, what, what life is all about. Um, and so uh, I enjoy writing poetry because it's, it's such a, it's such a, 
open-ended way to express emotions in such a, uh, uh, you know, there are many interpretations. And I think that's, that's you know, communication is that people interpret it differently and people can have their own interpretations of everything. And poetry really captures that. Um, and so I would like to share some of my poetry with you today. Um, <clears throat> this one's called Morning Frost. Um, I was walking down the docks one morning and after a cold winter, this, this past winter was quite cold in California for Californian standards. And there was some frost on the docks. Um, as, and as the sun was beaming through down to the docks, the frost was sort of evaporating. And I could see the, uh, the smoke tendrils of the evaporation go up. And this poem's about that scene. <clears throat> White tendrils of morning smoke flee before a rising sun. Frost solid in darkness awoke. That night's sanctuary is done. Remember the magic in night. You, hidden from harsh flies of day. Company found in peace under full moon if it never cease. Oh, where's it gone, the moon? A full sky, though different tune. Black melting streaks on a wall. White rising, wafting out the hall. <clears throat> So, yeah, the second one I wanted to share with you guys is called Storm. Um, and uh, that one, you know, I was sitting in my friend's apartment and uh, he was playing the piano um, and I sat next to him and he lives on the fourth story of a, of a building and that's in the outer west edges of San Francisco. So there's a nice view to the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, there's a nice view over Golden Gate Park. Um, kind of the rolling hills and the Victorian houses that go out in San Francisco. So it's really a nice scene. Um, and I, I got some sort of feeling in that moment. And I, I like writing poetry when I get some sort of a feeling. It's kind of to capture that kind of feeling, to remember it or maybe express it. So this poem's about that. It is storm. Notes weep through air. As dusk falls soft and fair, windows high and bright bring golden glimmer of city light. We sit still, edge of frame, engrossed by succulent tune, thing light tame the keys of external, eternal stories old. They play melody of ages, cross time, turn of this century. What has been shall rise anew, whispers through the air, chaos grows louder. Above still and silent trees of town, ask nothing while they patiently wait droplets from the inbound storm. <clears throat> um, and now I'd like to share a simple one called Rage. Tingles up the spine, air fills up the chest, vision tunnels in, mind to oblivion. And I've got another one called Teacup. Um, this one I was sitting uh, with a cup of tea in front of me and was feeling a bit lethargic that day and I couldn't really focus on much. But then I, I started to watch the, the swirls uh, that rose up from the cup and I was looking and I thought, yeah, I love the, the chaos and the steam and and how it twists and dances in the air. Teacup. Steam rises from my cup, 
white tendrils twist and dance, ephemeral intensity before me cannot be contained within. It rises to be admired for moments by watchful eyes, daring to challenge natural laws that conspire to its end. Inexplicable beauty remains long after tea cools, so I shall remember passion I had for you. So those are the selections I like to share from my poetry. Um, I also like to share some Chinese poetry, which, which I did not write, um, but which I thought would be nice in the spirit of the world poetry reading. Um, these Chinese poems are classical Chinese poems I, I'd like to share. Um, so allow me to take you back to the Tang Dynasty. Uh, the Tang Dynasty was around 700 AD, and it was one of the golden ages in China. There was peace, there was prosperity in the empire, um, and everyone was doing well. So the emperor had a lot of extra money to promote the arts. And there was a lot of art, there was a lot of poetry during that time. Um, one of the most famous ones was called Li Bai, and he wrote this poem. It's called Quiet Night Thoughts. Jing Ye Si. Chuang Qian Ming Yue Guang, Yi Si Di Sang Shuang, Ju Tou Wang Ming Yue, Di Tou Si Gu Shang. So, an English translation of that. Um, would be, before my bed, bright moonlight, I wonder if it's frost on the ground. Looking up, I find the moon bright. Looking down, I think of home. And the moon's kind of like a Chinese symbolism for going home because of the midwinter autumn festival. Um, uh, people go home and eat moon cakes and uh, go, go with the family. Uh, so he's kind of using that symbology to think about the home while looking at the moon uh, coming down. Now, uh, there's another one from even longer ago. This is from the Zhou Dynasty, about 2000 BC. The first uh, Chinese book of poetry that uh, we still know of, it's called The Book of Songs. So you can kind of see this as like a, the original Chinese collection of poetry. It's like 205 poems um, from the Zhou dynasty that have been handed down and are still read today in modern China. Um, this one's called The Reed. <coughs> the Reed. Su Hong Chong Zi, Dao Zu Che Zang, Su Yong Chong Zi, Wan Zai Sui Zong Yang. The English translation for this is By the river bank, lush reeds grow, covered in dew white as snow. The beauty I want to know is along the river flow. Wading against the running water along a tough and windy path I go, swimming down the river flow, I find her right in the middle. Um, and, and this one I really like. Uh, my, my grandparents had been kind of asking me 
oh, like, you know, so, so, you know, when are you getting a girlfriend? When are you getting married? And, and this and that. And it's a very Chinese thing for grandparents to do. Uh, and so I, I, I evoked this poem. I said, well, um, this poem, it's about kind of going with the flow. Uh, it's about kind of, you know, the, the, the protagonist in the poem, I think, wants something and is trying to go upstream, but it's very difficult. But if the protagonist goes downstream, you know, that's, that's, that's where everything is. That's um, how, how the protagonist finds things. Um, and I've, I've seen it interpreted about love. You know, if you, you stop looking, if you uh, just go with the flow, then, then you find it kind of naturally doing the things that, that naturally you do. Um, and so I think this is one of the reasons I love these old poems is that there's still observations from these ancient times, thousands of years ago that still apply today. Um, some sort of ancient wisdom that people were still the same. The universe is still the same. And I think poetry kind of captures the spirit of humanity and the spirit of the times and, um, something that we still understand today from these ancient peoples and from these ancient times that uh, we can read today and find some sort of wisdom or solace in these poems. Um, so thanks for listening and thanks for letting me share my poems and the classical Chinese poems. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing. And like, wow, that was really powerful and intense and dramatic. I feel like, um, you have created crypto poetry and you're not on social media very much so you kind of seem like just this quiet chill guy but you clearly have a lot of passion and uh uh just like warmth explosion like flame it's very it's very dramatic in like a great way <laughs> i really i really like that it's, it's like you're saving all your energy for your creativity to get it highly concentrated and potent and um Yes, so thank you for sharing. This concludes our second Around the World poetry reading. I'd like to thank our readers, Lorenzo reading Italian in Prague, Encapsuled reading Italian in Spain, Sue Leug reading Tagalog and English in Chicago, Joanne reading English in England, Eyre reading French and English in France, Leontarda reading French and English in France, Sophia, reading French and English in Switzerland, Margaret, reading English in England, Kai, reading Chinese and English in California. This has been your host, Carissa Ostroviak, speaking to you in English from Vancouver, Canada. Do you want to hear more spaces like these? What other talk suggestions do you have? We're all ears for anything to do with the intersection of writing and technology, and we'd love to give you a voice. We support writers of all genres. Let us know on Twitter at CryptoWriters underscore or in our Discord. Just DM the Twitter for an invite. Finally, be sure to visit Kai's Crypto Poetry Initiative at their website, CryptoPoetry.io, at CryptoPoetry on Twitter, at Crypto.Poetry on Instagram, and in their Discord. They're always looking for facilitators to help build and have fun together. We appreciate you listening, reading, and supporting the future of independent writing. Take care!